1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Welcome, everybody. This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who's just like a little bumblebee, flying around everywhere, getting the information, getting the honey for all of us. At the interviews, basically just an interview master. This is Carl, the man, B. Rioli. That was Bumblebee Rioli. Bumblebee Rioli? <laughs> Bumblebee. That was horrible, but I, I made it work. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, with me today is Derek Somerville, a man that thinks Leave No Trace is just another crime show with fake scenarios. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. A lot of those out there, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to Leave No Trace and my bumblebeeing around, so to speak, right? <laughs> you were all over the place. Probably. Yeah, so we haven't done a show like this before, and we'll see how it goes. Summertime is a great time to see what happens, you know? And this it is. is. When this, this is when this big event occurred anyway, so. Yeah, so what are we talking about? What, what event happened? What, what's going on here? This is like a, uh, I guess like a backpacking uh, showcase, if you will, right? You have like tons of vendors, tons of companies there. And you didn't even see, I think you told me there was about 30% of the normal amount of yeah. companies there due to COVID. So you still right. talk to a lot of people and they're, they're, they're promoting their products, their services, and you, you're getting some freebies maybe if you can and interviewing just a ton <laughs> of people. So <laughs> It's uh, all about the freebies. Uh, you're, you're pretty close. It's, it's something called the Outdoor Retailer Show, which happens locally, so Denver, so about half an hour from where I live, and so I figured I'd swing by, and I, I didn't notice, but it's actually a closed show. It's only open to people that you know can get passes, whether they're businesses or media or whatever. Yeah, so it's not backpacking. It's it's anything outdoors. So you know there were like big inflatable things that you take to Ooh. a lake. There was a lot of sunblock, a lot of sunblock, a lot of sun- <laughs> a lot of clothing, and. Yeah, I ignored all those. I went to I went to the good stuff, and I tried to find things that would be interesting mm-hmm. to our fellow adventurers out there. And so what I did was I just met with, with various companies and 
for a handful of them, I interviewed them on the spot and tried to get some more information out of them, and then, of course, tried to ask um, a backpacking and blister-style question to throw at them as well. Yeah. Was good. Did I succeed with that? I, I thought you did a poignant job of just being you. <laughs> and you'll hear you'll hear they'll hear what i'm talking about okay they'll hear what i'm talking okay. about yeah and, and just to clarify so we yeah couldn't interview everybody there was there was one company which i'll talk about in a minute here which i wanted to interview because it ties into stuff we've been talking about in previous episodes but it just was too loud in the spot and then some some folks were wearing masks and some weren't but there's one company that i did interview that we have i think it's best to say mixed feelings about mm. and I feel like I threw some softballs. I, I kind of pulled some punches. I don't know if you caught that. I don't want to name, name the did. company. Yeah, no, okay. I did. So mm-hmm. I think people that listen to our show regularly will, will know what company I'm talking about. But the person that I interviewed was so friendly and, and kind of nervous. And I just didn't have the heart to just like hammer yeah, the questions. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. I could tell. It was okay. it was sweet of you. Um, pine pine cones made an appearance. Pinecones made an appearance. Pine, I was going to say Pinecones made an appearance. Uh, well, you somewhere. weren't able to make the show, and so I did my best to include anything that related to you as much as possible. Yeah, that was uh, we got the truth about the pine cones. That's that's all okay. I'm going to say. Uh, okay, we'll see about that. So, so we got that <laughs> coming up. We'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what your interpretation is. And then we got... <laughs> <laughs> and then also, I will share that I did visit some companies, and, and not all of them sold me. I'll say that. Mm. Some were kind of lame. So I didn't interview them. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, really. I I didn't interview them, but I did did throw them in for the, uh, I'm going to call it questionable products trivia. (laughs) Questionable products. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. One's kind of cool, but just, yeah, you can, you can, you know, decide for yourself, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So before we, before we get to the interviews, I do mm. want to share that one of the companies there was Farm to Feet. Yippee ki Yeah. So, okay, put yourself in my shoes or in my socks, if you will. Mm. So yeah. you, we have, you know, we've done a review on, on, on Farm to Feet socks. You're the one, you know, this is the story where I had them send two pairs to you so that I could have a pair and instead you wore them both. And so I just told you to keep them. Just wore them both. So, they, yeah. and, and you know what? I looked at them. I made a judgment call. I was like, you know what? These are not going to fit your hobbit feet. It's just not right, going to work. Right. So. Well, and, that, and, and keeping both is probably par for the course regarding judgment calls for you, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> what what size shoe do you wear, Carl? I mean, they barely fit my size ten. So okay, well, I, yeah. yeah, I'm size twelve. So yeah, there you go. Exactly. If you need to justify that way, that's fine. But that's how I do it. Yeah. Okay. So so put yourself in my shoes. You are there, and you see Farm Defeat. Do, do mm. you go up to them? Do you say anything like, like, you know, what do you do? I mean, if I'm you, yeah. Hmm. That's what putting yourself in my shoes means. I don't know. But, well, we're talking about socks, though. So I think, uh, no, I don't know. Would you? Did you feel comfortable going up there and just being like, hey, you guys got any new products coming out? Or Okay. Okay. I like that. Would you Would you have done that or or did you? Would I have? I'm t- I did something. I, I, I'm going to tell you what I did. I'm excited to hear it. I'm going to say, hey, my, my podcast buddy just <laughs> took both pairs of socks that you sent me, hoarded them. I have no idea what they feel like. Can you give me a free pair? That's what you said. Pretty close. Pretty close. I knew it. So I ended up talking to Kelly Nestor, who is the CEO. Very friendly gentleman. Mm. I didn't know he was the CEO at the time, to be honest. And I told him the story. I didn't ask for anything, but he's like, oh, well, you need a pair of socks. 
And I was like, that would be awesome. Are you serious? Wow. And he's like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Actually, you need two pairs of socks. And so he gave me two oh, pairs of socks. And so I'm going to try them out on the next backpack trip we got coming up. Are they going to fit? You think they'll fit? We're, we're going to find out. So thanks to okay. Mr. Nestor. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of report back. And you're not getting one of the pairs. Did you tell him that I stole the other two? Oh, my God. Did you listen to anything I just said? I just said I told him the whole story. That's how, why he gave me two pairs. Well, That's why. I, I want to. Okay, okay. I just want to hear it from you. Okay. First, you're not, first hand. We got to work on listening to this episode, Derek. Come on. Let's cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Add it. Okay, go. It's been a, it's been a long day. It's been a long yeah. day. Okay, <laughs> Acts twenty eight two. The natives showed us uncommon kindness. Uncommon kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us all because of the present rain and because of the cold. That's that's mm. nice of the natives. So yeah. here's my question to you: Is does kindling a fire solve the problem of being cold? Uh, you need to get that fire raging, buddy. You need to get it blazing. Okay. Kindling, right. kindling gets it going. I think it, it stokes it. You know, get a stoke it and get right. it. Get it. You know, it's it's a, it's a stepping stone. I'll just say that. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it. I think it does a good job of warming half of your body, right? Maybe it'll dry out your socks if you put them next to the fire. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna get to that because we. Yeah. One of the people that I got a chance to visit with has a solution to warm the other half of the mm, body at yeah. the same time. So double warm. That was warm. good. That yeah. was good. That's where that verse came from. Okay, so we're just gonna take, we're gonna break this down uh, visit by visit, and we're going to, uh, yeah, so we'll just kinda, I wanna get your reaction from each product and each product interview, yeah. all right? So I'm starting out, so again, some of these companies you everyone's heard of, some of them might be new and hopefully informational. So first company I visited was a company called Relief Band, mm-hmm. and I talked to a fine young woman named Allie. So I got sent one of these relief bands. I'm really interested in them. So like, what are they and what's the inspiration behind them? Yeah, so the relief band is an anti-nausea wristband. It's actually worn on the wrist. It stimulates the nerve in the wrist that's connected to the emetic center in the brain. So essentially what that does is it just stops the signal that your brain is sending to your stomach that tells you that you're sick. So it's just stopping that signal from actually connecting to the stomach. Okay, so so basically stops you from throwing up, right? Yep. <laughs> And then, and that works with not just, like that works in a variety of situations, correct? Yeah, so it actually works for things like, you know, all kinds of motion sickness, so car, air, sea, um, nausea from anxiety, migraines, um, even hangovers, uh, chemotherapy, and post-op nausea as well. So does it work in high altitude situations where people are struggling, you know, coming from sea level? So actually, we uh, have to have FDA clearance for every claim that we make. So unfortunately, that hasn't actually been tested enough to where we can say that. Um, but we have had plenty of people that have used it for that situation and have found success with it. Okay, so unofficially, it might be worth the effort. Yep, correct. Okay. All right, last question I got for you. We have in our backpacking crew some pretty ridiculous folks. And over the years, we've done some pretty ridiculous things. And one of them is something called the Gallon Milk Challenge. Have you heard of this? I have not, but I, I, I think I'm connecting the dots. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? So the, the challenge is that people people's bodies aren't designed to drink a gallon of milk. I think it's within an hour. And so uh, there's definitely a story behind this. But since this is anti-nausea, if we took the Gallon Milk Challenge and had the relief band on, would it help? 
I would say yes, just because it is actually, you know, working with your body's natural neural pathways to stop the nausea. Um, again, you know, we don't have clinical, you know, science behind that, but um, I would say, I would go for it and say yes, but, you know, I can't make any promises for how well that would work, um, just by the nature of <laughs> the, the challenge. All right. Well said. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, so I think when I heard uh, them talking to you, it's like my first thought was like, I wonder if this band would help with like seasickness, like on a boat, um, you know, going out on the water and stuff like that. Cause you know, that would, that would be kind of nice to not have to take like seasick pills and patches and all that stuff. If you have that issue. Um, so that was question number one. I mean, it seemed like a really cool idea. I've never even tried something like this. So I have no clue, but do you, do you struggle with nausea in any format? I, well, okay. So nausea, I think, I think we, I've, I have what, like one instance of altitude sickness over what, like all the years we've, we've gone right. backpacking. So I don't, I wouldn't consider that a problem. Um, but I think like if I go on a boat ride over to like Catalina, I mean, California. So like there's a little Island off the coast. So if I go over there or if I'm, I guess maybe in the water, if I go fishing, which is very yeah. rare, that's okay. when I would do it. So, um, as a social worker, you can become an advocate for those who can't. Earn your master's in social work degree online to learn strategies to connect diverse populations with the critical resources they need to improve their well-being, whether it's in a hospital, community service agency, or another setting. What do you think making a difference as a social worker looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. We open inside a vast lair. A Nissan Rogue speeds toward a gigantic door, closing fast. Our hero says, I know this seems like your typical narrow escape, but it's not. This is a Nissan sales event ad. The doors inch closer. Will she make it? Determined, she grips the wheel and hits the gas. The turbocharged Rogue squeezes through, just as the giant doors clang shut. There's no escaping summer savings during the Nissan Summer Event. Now get 1.9% financing for 36 months on the 2022 Nissan Altima. Availability is limited, so contact your local dealer for inventory information and shop NissanUSA.com. Hurry, before these offers get away. For well-qualified buyers, 1.9% APR financing for 36 months on new 2022 Altima and dealer stock. Example, 36 months financing at $28.60 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary, subject to in-mat credit approval and residency restrictions. Dealer contribution may affect price set by dealer. Dealer sets actual price. Contact dealer for details, N7522. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. But I'd, I'd be curious yeah. to try it out. The know. only time I really struggle with nausea is when I, I think you want to share your quote, good ideas on the podcast. That's when I struggle. Mm, that's yeah. funny. That was good. Can we just hold on? <laughs> Can we just give it a round of that was really good. That's like two full crumpled papers of goodness right there for you. So so just to clarify, nice the relief band is not those like pressure point bands. This is a digital device that works a lot differently. And so I don't know the science behind it, but 
apparently, yeah, it's, it's had quite a bit of success. Would you get one? Would you try it out? I don't struggle with nausea, but I will share that somebody, uh, a fellow adventurer, uh, Andrew from, from Buffalo, New York, mm. he just did a road trip out here to Colorado. And I mean, from New York, it's a long way. And one of his kids struggles with nausea in the car, worse than I've ever heard, where it's like multiple times yeah. um, a day. And so he's like, "What? I would pay whatever for that thing. And so yeah. I'm curious to see if he tries it out, if, if that or if his son tries it out, if that works for him. But I, I want to know, because I have a friend of mine and she, she gets car sick relatively easily i wonder i'd wonder like how quickly it would work you know like mm. do you put it on and boom it's you know it's pretty quick because it's like connecting yeah. to the uh what do they say it connects to the the nerve to the brain to stimulate you know right the whole situation so i don't know but that's interesting this is in, you're, uh, of all the things we talked about i thought you'd jump right to the milk to be honest right to the milk yeah right how milk? quickly does it work that's what i want to know okay well the are you aware of the milk, the gallon milk challenge story with uh, our good buddy Rocky? Yeah, I'm. A, I do. Okay. Yeah, I I, so just real quick, I'm probably going to butcher this story, and, and if and if you get grossed out easily, you might want to skip ahead on this part of the podcast. But don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so yeah, this is like back in our 20s. I, I was not there, but at some point, Rocky did the gallon milk challenge while I was living in the house as, as single guys. I think he. I forget the yeah. story, but so anyway, he does the challenge and so to make a long story short he i think he he gets it down but then he has the nausea and the way the house is structured he was in the living room and he had to kind of run around a corner to get to the kitchen and he didn't make it and so (laughs) he he gave it up on the carpet and gave it up yeah and what the, the worst part of the story is we had another roommate who had a cat at the time who then oh geez who then partook shall we say? Mm, and then the cat that's... couldn't hold it down, but the cat left little deposits like all over the house. So it sounds like a, yeah, that was right on the, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like back you... in the, that was back in the days of carpet, right? So <laughs> not recommended, not recommended, but, uh, definitely not. Yeah. But maybe the really fan will help if you do want to do something like that. We have folks that are in their, their teens and twenties out there. Maybe they, they're like, that's up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> what about like an almond milk challenge? Would that be better? Uh, <laughs> oat milk a little, challenge. A little different yeah. structure there. <laughs> anyway, I just figured um, worth a shot and asking her. Okay. Yeah. We've got next. We got peak refuel, and we got Bart. Yeah. Bart. Tell us about Peak for those that are not familiar with the brand. Like, what's what do you got going on? Why should people buy this for their backpacking meals? That's a fairly easy question for me to answer. One, I'm biased, but I like good food. I don't like gut bombs in the backcountry. I don't like uh, having to run off to the bushes every few minutes, getting destroyed. I like good food. I like something that's going to enhance my experience in the backcountry, to, to, to be honest. Everybody looks forward to good food in the backcountry. Nothing's better after you've backpacked into to your camp 5, 6, 20 miles, however long you're going, to sitting down around the campfire or around the lake and enjoying something that you've just earned. Both physically, it's going to refuel you. It's going to give you everything you need to uh, mentally boost you up for your trip, but physically as well. Yeah, I like the concept of earning the, you know, earning the food at the end of the day. Uh, my co-host, is he prefers more like two miles a day. Does that still earn a peak refuel meal? Maybe our granola? But like our biscuits and gravy or like Alfredo, I think you at least minimum is probably eight, nine miles. That's, that's fair. 
You have one peak refuel meal to give to somebody who's trying it for the first time and you want to convince them it is the best. So which one do you give? Probably our our Alfredo. If you if you would have asked me that question earlier in the year, I'd say Alfredo. But April, we launched a biscuits and gravy along with two other meals. But now I'd probably say our biscuits and gravy. It'll change your life. Okay, I've not had that one yet, full disclosure. So one thing I got to challenge you on. The uh, three bean chili mac. Um, other companies call it, may call it like a chili mac with beef. This is one that's been a staple in the backpacking community for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. You mentioned the gut bombs. You mentioned going to the bathroom. What you didn't mention was backcountry gas. So is that out there as a sort of like punishment for people that are hiking in groups? It is. It is. I mean, just f- full disclosure, when you, with any, with any type of chili... I will say our chili doesn't destroy you that bad. We have two chilies, the beef chili mac and the three bean chili mac. The three bean chili mac is a vegan dish, so it's not going to destroy you as much as the beef chili mac. But if there's someone in your group that annoys you, someone getting on your nerves, someone that uh, you just kind of want to put them in their place, put them towards the back when you're you're destroying that meal. Now we get the behind the scenes of uh, the beef chili mac and a three bean chili mac. All right. Thanks a lot, Bart. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Carl. Yeah, I like that. Um, well, I remember we had a peak on our last uh, outing together. It was mm-hmm. excellent. Um, right. I I would be curious to try. You know, I know you're talking about the farting and the toots. No surprise there. Right. Um, but I'd be curious to try out this three bean vegan and also the. Um, I'm not like a big, I'm not like a huge biscuits and gravy guy. But if right. he's saying it's like life changing, then yeah, maybe I'd try that. Um, I haven't seen it in the stores yet. It's probably sold out or i don't know either i love me some alfredo though i would i would do the alfredo okay yeah yeah Yeah. so i thought i'd check in with it yeah they're up there i mean they they were good they're quality quality food for sure all right so next up we've got peter this is not from a company which is from an organization from the leave no trace society i don't know what they're leave no trace situation folks club folks (laughs) (laughs) so peter just to start things off so leave no trace, like break it down for us. What does that really mean? Yeah. So leave no trace is based around the idea of turning outdoor enthusiasts into outdoor activists. Um, it's uh, a, in, in boiled down terms, a means of, of teaching people how to recreate outside while doing it responsibly. So like one of the beasts I have with leave no trace is that just going out there, like trails are a trace footsteps are a trace like can we really really leave no trace yeah so that's that's a good question no activities in in total entirety are are purely leave no trace it's it's about finding um, measures to to be the least impactful in what you're doing rather how can you do that while still being um, conscious and and creating a space that's welcoming and exciting and beautiful for the next person. Well said. Okay, and we we definitely try to do that. One of the biggest impacts I would say in the outdoors, or one of the most unfortunate ones when we when we're out there hiking, trail running, whatever, is coming across uh, human waste. Mm, yeah. So especially you know like the toilet paper kind of like floating out of the ground, like that kind of thing. Question: mm-hmm. so If you don't want to use the you know if you don't want to bring a trowel, you don't want to carry a trowel for weight bulk whatever would you recommend using a pine cone to dig a hole so i'll start off by saying make sure that wherever you are you're abiding by the rules in place 
where trowels are, or uh, dig, digging a, a cat hole is acceptable. I would say that a pine cone, if you can get the six to eight inches by four to six inches, you know, all, all, all power to you. I don't think that's necessarily the most effective means. Um, Do you think it's possible? Hard to say. I would say if you're in nice soft ground and you can really scoop it out, then yeah. But whether it's a pine cone or a stick, as long as it's six to eight inches by four to six inches, and it's in an area where cat holes are allowed, whatever utensil you want to use to get there, all power to you. All right, you, said, you know your stats. That's very impressive. Okay, so... Oh, oh, that's right. He's got the quick tips on his table. <laughs> uh, using the resources. So what about in terms of like waste disposal in areas, of course, that allow for this? If you don't want to use a toilet paper, do you recommend using a rock or, or even a pine cone for that? For, I'm sorry, can you, can you for, for wiping. Oh, for wiping. Uh, again, um, to each his own. Make sure it's not poison ivy. I think that's, that's an important one. If it is in an area where, where you are allowed, we still recommend packing out whatever you can pack in. When in doubt, pack it out. And I would probably not recommend using a rock unless unless you're able to bury it in the cat hole at again four by six by eight by six. But I'm not going to tell anyone how to how to how to wipe. I was glad you brought up the pine cone, and I think we have. I mean, all power to you is what I got from that. Um, you know, I think he said right. it like 50 times. You know, as long as I as long as I can find four uh, soft ground and get me some four to six inches, um, all power to me. You know, pine cone away. Yeah. So, I think we had different takeaways because yeah, the did. impression I got was that, yeah, I definitely more power to you. Mm-hmm. He wasn't against you doing it. He, I don't know that he believed that that was reasonable or possible. Well, you, we don't believe a lot of things until we try to do it. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> right. you know, I, I didn't believe you could hike up a hill, but I saw you do it. So, oh, uh, you know, nice. uh, but at the same in the same breath, it's like sometimes if I have a trowel, uh, back in the early days and I had a trial and I'm trying to dig with that plastic shovel and hard ground. That's like just as difficult in my book. I mean, what, I mean it's just not enjoyable to do that. So mm, okay. anywhere I go, I'm going to try to find something somewhat, you know, soft, just somewhat soft. And that pine cone gotcha. can get in there. Okay. Or a rock <laughs> or a rock, whatever. Okay. Well, we know the rock cam. We know that. That's this is we're not just disputing that. And then you and then you asked them if you should wipe with the pine cone. That was just preposterous. Okay. I don't know what what you were thinking about that. Um, I was just trying to trying to put myself in your shoes and figure out what I have wiped with a pine needle branch. Okay. One time. So that not too not, far off. Not too far off. Yeah. Gotcha. Thanks for sharing that part. That that was a good little uh, tidbit right you there. You like that? Yeah. No. It can no, be done. It can be done. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Kelsey. From Sawyer. Ooh, Sawyer. So we like the filters, just to clarify, but one of the biggest complaints people have about the Sawyer filters is the squeeze bags, is that they blow out sometimes after even a single use. So what's your your story behind that? So we're constantly seeing how we can better improve our our bags. Um, so we have 16, 32, and 64 ounce pouches, and we are definitely trying to see how we could better improve them constantly. And we have made updates, we've made changes. However, one really important thing to say is our bags are not indestructible. However, um, they have about a seven psi threshold. Um, your filter should only take one to two psi to filter that water through the pouch. Looking at me. How much PSI would I be putting through if I was squeezing my hardest? Uh, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, um, but 
your filter should be able to just actually filter by gravity through your pouch if it's completely clean. So that's the importance of keeping your filter super clean and um, back flushing it very rigorously every day, um, especially when out on the trail. And I do understand through hikers and long distance hikers do like to filter their water fast. So they're hard on their gear. Um, I'm a long distance hiker myself. So another good tip is to fold the pouch down instead of squeezing it and don't force that water through because going over that seven PSI threshold can potentially break your pouch. You mentioned kind of constantly testing out the bags and, and maybe modifying them or I don't know if you're gonna eventually change them out, but there's aftermarket bags that are being made right now that they're probably a little bit heavier. I don't know, maybe we're talking like an ounce heavier, but they're hardier and I'm guessing they just cost more for construction and manufacturing. Is there any interest in just making like a hardier bag and possibly just increasing the cost of the filter as a result? We've looked at many different options and I believe we've actually even talked to different brands um, or manufacturers. But at this point, we are still trying to improve them in other ways. And I can say that some of the more popular bags are the knock bags. Those are amazing bags that a lot of uh, long distance hikers are using and also a 28 millimeter 28 millimeter threaded bottle. It will fit most of those. Uh, some of the more popular ones, Life Water, or Smart Water Bottle, and they also last a long time. Last question, are you still making the snake bite kit? Yes, we've been making the snake bite kit since 1984 as our first product, and we are still making it right now. I really felt for her because I could feel her avoiding answering the question about you or to, from you when you said, you know, like how many PSIs could I squeeze, you know? And she's like, look, I don't want to, it just is like one of those like vibes of like, I don't want to answer this because I don't want to like hurt your feelings. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I was going to say like, maybe you could squeeze like two or three PSI and, um, which is good because you can go up to seven. So I don't think you have anything to worry about in, in regards to like busting one of these. That's bags. not bad. I'll take it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was good to know. That, that was good information from her though. Um, that you could push right. push that much and wait. What's good information? The good information is that there's a theoretical way to use the given bag without breaking it. Well, just to know that you shouldn't like stomp on it or squeeze it with like extreme <laughs> force or you know what I mean. Like they, okay, and, and, and any yeah. I think rational person would get this, but I don't think some people think of it like that. Like oh well, this bag has a limit. You know, it's not an algae bottle. Yeah. So your favorite. You're you're so nice right now. I am. I love the Sawyer Squeeze. I love the Sawyer Squeeze. That's the that's my main go to filter. The bags are terrible. Come on, the bags, the bags, are, the the bags are bad. But at least you have some gauge yeah. now of like what you can and should not do. No, no. What I should not do is use the bags. Like I'm not ever using. Those so bags you're gonna ever. yeah. You do your little like construction of like four different brands and create. No, we, she mentioned the one that we use. She even knew the name of the main you know aftermarket brand that people are using, and so. So why don't they change the yeah. bag? I don't know. Why don't you ask her though? This is this is what I wanted from you. I wanted you to be like, look, why wouldn't you make your bag better so I don't have to go buy this brand, this bag? Right. Correct. Correct. So things that's a takeaway for you. Um, yeah. Well, next time we we you know next time the show happens and you're there, you can you can press. Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push some buttons. And the whole snake bite kit. I mean, still making it. Do they ever? I wonder. I, I would have asked her like, do they ever get feedback on the snake bite kit? Do you ever hear like? success stories i had a side conversation with her where i shared all the feedback that we've talked about on the podcast about it being one of the worst pieces of gear <laughs> in the world 
And she <laughs> and she basically is like, I haven't heard that. So because nobody's writing you <laughs> so about your stinking snake bacon. I'm not the one that I'm not the one that tested it out and came up with the conclusion that it was a really bad idea. I just read it. Who tested this bag out? Let's find some research. The, you know, it's just I mean, yeah. If you're it's looking not, it's up a my, suction device, not a bag. Just it, 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 whatever. If you're looking up my REI history, we can find out who made this snake bite kit. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, so okay. it can be done. I don't even know what that, that means, but nice. Did you uh, not look up my REI history to find out? Your... We should publish it is what we should do. Not just look it up. Uh, just seems like download a, it as like a PDF. Seems like a waste of time. Right there. Seems like a waste of time. Mm, I think people will be interested. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks to Kelsey and some good information there. And then next up, this is a company that like straight up I knew may not directly relate to, to backpacking, but we have a lot of a lot of backpackers also at Car Camp quite a bit too. Right. And I try to hit companies that I thought were interesting as well. So yeah. this is Kyle from Gobi Heat. Gobi Heat. Kyle, what, what is Gobi Heat? What's that all about? So yeah, Gobi Heat, we've been around for five years. We focus primarily on heated products. We started in the heated clothing space, started with jackets, went into gloves, socks, hats, base layers. We, we heat you head to toe. And we're most excited this year about our launch of the heated camping chair called Terrain. It's great for anyone that loves the outdoors, is afraid of the cold, or wants that extra bit of comfort. And so we're actually sitting in the heated chairs right now, which is excellent because I can feel the heat radiating through my body. And I've, I'm self-described as like a, a guy who's a sissy in the cold. So it sounds like Gobi Heat's got my back. Can you give us like a rundown of, of how it works uh, it looks like we've got some battery packs going in. It's like, do they have to be plugged in? Chargeable batteries? Like, what's the structure here? So they're very simple to use. Each of our products comes with a lithium-ion battery. It's rechargeable. With the chairs, it'll last you up to nine hours on a single charge. We do sell additional battery packs if you're out there for, you know, a multi-day trip. And each one has three heat settings, low, medium, and high. It's a simple LED button that powers on the chair. Within a minute, you're fully heated up, ready to go, and you can feel the heat starting to heat up within 30 seconds of, of turning on the product. So you said nine hours of sit time on one charge. Is that, that's a lot of sitting. Is that, do you do, you do a lot of sitting on like camping trips? Well, I do a lot of sitting in general, um, <laughs> mostly on the job. I mean, when you're out there at night, sitting around the campfire, your front is warm. I remember many times camping where I'd stand up and rotate like a rotisserie chicken just to be warm on all sides. So being able to have the heat in the back and on the front. And then beyond that, this has multiple applications in everyday life from going to your kids' soccer games early in the morning in the spring when you're out there freezing or tailgating, anything that you find yourself in. But in the camping space, being able to leverage technology and have a more enjoyable experience when it exists and we can provide that it's just it makes complete sense you kind of mentioned the campfire and yeah kind of it don't like you know heating up one side of you and, and it brought back memories of my co-host Derek who like many people try to dry out their shoes over the campfire they try to dry out their socks over the campfire I'm just looking we got you know he's got the armrest here so if I if I drape my socks with the armrest, is the heat going to help dry out the socks? Probably not. It's not very directional heat as it is contact heat. Uh, if you put the socks where you would be sitting, yeah, the heat will help evaporate the water. 
I, I do actually, that reminds me of a guy that told me a story. He would just scoop up coals and put them under his camp chair to heat him up. One time, it just caught fire. <laughs> As you're telling the story, I was like, that's actually not a bad idea until the, the fire part. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we, and we talk about when we try to dry shoes or we try to dry socks with the campfire, they always melt. Or, they, yeah, they, they burn like it happens every single time. So, hey, possible solution, I guess. Um, if you're out on an adventure and want to dry things out a little faster, just put it, like, right on the, on the butt pad, basically, I think is what you're saying. Okay. We got a buddy in our group, Rocky, who doesn't seem to mind, you know, ridiculous weights on his backpack. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there like that. They would backpack in with this. How much does a heated chair weigh? So if, if you're really that strong of a person, uh, this is, I mean, it's 11 pounds. We have a really solid frame that can hold up to weights uh, up to 300 pounds. We wanted to make this as versatile and as inclusionary as possible to be able to handle that weight. With that durability and with the extra cushions that we provided, it does give you 11 pounds. Nine hours. Um, I think I, when I heard that, I'm like, that's amazing. Is it on? Is that mm -hmm. nine hours on low level or nine hours on high level? I don't Ooh, I didn't. I guess I should have done some more investigation. I think it was just on. Because if it's nine hours on, if it, you know, if it's like your, if it's like your headlamp, it's not going to go nine hours, right? It's just going to maybe go like three or four, maybe. Headlamp? Think it longer than that. That'd be pretty sweet. Even if I'm if I'm on the low to medium, I think that would be beneficial. Um, okay. But again, it's like eleven pounds. Probably not something I'm going to bring on the backpacking trip. Probably like camping trip item you're, wait wait it's 11 pounds so you're just probably not gonna bring it i mean like there's a chance you might bring it with my strength i mean i could <laughs> but I probably, no i'm not gonna bring it there's a chance that one of our guys brings it but not you i, I mean, mean i'm squeezing 12 psi over here you know so i can't <laughs> i could probably do it but no uh no i'm not gonna bring that on the on the trip i think yeah if you were car camping that'd be amazing to have that yeah you know? oh my gosh and that's what we're talking about with the backside heat so i when i was sitting in it it mm -hmm. was we were in a very large conference center they had the air conditioning pumping and yeah. so um it definitely warmed me up like it was you know cooler air and what, i was like this is nice what were, were you on the high setting yeah, that's what i was just telling you is i didn't i didn't do the invest i was focused on interviewing him and he just turned it he turned it on for me and i just kind of like uh, relaxed okay, okay. and settled okay. in and it holds up to 300 pounds so you're you know you you got it by a couple pounds so that's good yeah and um that's funny it's not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna break. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, so, so here's the thing: is I thought, okay, what's the, what's the market on these? Like, is is there are these in high demand, low demand? He said that they are not able to keep these on the shelves, so they're just they're flying off. Now, but do they say that because he knows you're gonna podcast this? Do they say that because? Well, he, well, he didn't what's, say that what's he during the interview. Say? That was afterwards. So that was maybe. afterwards. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. And he said that they're up, upping production by ten times. Wow. So he, you know how people, you know when you have, you know when you have something good. Yeah. And you don't have to oversell it because you're like, you don't want it. We got plenty of people that want it. Right. Um. He was very friendly, but he he came across as like, I know I got a good product. Yeah. Right. Not in an arrogant way. Just like you could, t you can people tell some would the companies want that are just like. Yeah. Yeah, some companies are just trying to oversell versus he's like, this is good. Just sit in my chair. You're going to like it. Well, he, yeah, and he made a good point about like, you know, when I go to my kid's soccer game in the morning or whatever. I mean, I used to go to my um, nephew's baseball games and it's cold in the wintertime. And mm -hmm. you, I, I, I mean, people would bring like these propane portable heaters with them. So right. I'm like, that would be annoying. But if I had my little, you know, 11 pound heater chair, 
I'm 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 good to go. Oh yeah. So I could I could definitely see some value in that. Yeah, and that's and so it's multi yeah faceted for sure. That's kind of the point he was making. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think about his story about putting the coals below like your regular camping chair, like below your butt? Maybe not. Mm. Maybe not piling them high, but having them just kind of like you know just like a little ground coal area. Uh, I mean, that seems, seems like something you would do. No, it just seems so risky. So okay. risky. I don't know. Like, like my butt. I don't want to burn that thing. And he said it caught fire, right? Yeah, well, I imagine the guy like piled up the coals a little too high, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'd do that. That's just not me. Okay. Maybe you would gotcha. do that. I might do that actually. I might let's yeah. try it next time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I would pile the coals and then hang my socks like I did. But that's uh neither okay. here nor there. I know. So I already did that. Now we have if you bring this, now you have an alternative way to dry out your socks. <laughs> True. You gonna <laughs> okay. bring one? You gonna bring one on the trip? No, no, no. But okay. when Rocky brings his heavy duty chair, yeah, and then he's like, I don't know, rustling, rustling around, doing what his whatever he's doing, and so the, the chairs are sitting there. Like, I sit in it, so I'd be yeah. happy to sit in the heated chair while he's messing around. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So the last one we have is uh, I was I was walking through the the conference center and I saw a guy with a beard. Uh, the length of what you see in like Lord of the Rings. And so I was like, Whoa. that's Tayson. That's Tayson from Outdoor Vitals. And he nice. had his crew there. He had Tyler and Brigham there. You might know them from uh, their podcast show. So I caught up with them and, you know, they were just, just fun guys to hang out with. And so I, I asked them about, they got an upcoming trip that surprised me because the impression that Tayson gave us the first time he was on was that he was like more of an eight mile, you know, a day kind of guy. And when Tyler's talking mm-hmm. about this trip that this, you know, their company's taking, I was it kind of blew me away. So we, I talked about that with him, uh, got a little, yeah. little information on some things coming out and, um, yeah, I got, got yep. a chance to hassle Tayson a little bit at the end. Tyler and I were talking and he's, uh, who's telling me about this upcoming trip he's got that they're planning I guess, is, like as a company? Yeah, so um, we're actually doing it. The directors of the company and, and one other employee have been working up to this trip all summer long. And uh, the the main bucket list trip that we're trying to get done is doing the full length of the Uinta High Line from east to west. So we'll start near Flaming Gorge, Utah, and go west towards Park City. It'll be 100 miles, and 80 of those miles are over 10,000 feet. We've been working hard for that because typically most people do it in 8 to 10 days. We only really feel like we have a week to do it, so we're going to try and do it uh, with just five nights. Okay, so five nights. So you're averaging about, yeah, 20-ish miles a day. So what stood out to me, though, as as you were telling your story before I had you on, is, is you guys are holding each other accountable and so you have these checkpoints where people have to achieve, you know, whatever it is, 18 miles hiking in a day to make sure that they can act. They're actually up for the trips that you guys are planning. So have you had anybody that you just had to say no to? So we kind of coined the name Hardline Challenge for this, for this summer. We wanted to make it so that we could keep a good pace and keep everyone safe at the same time so we decided like we're going to have everyone on the team who's committing to do this come and do a fitness test one day and then come and do a stamina test the next and then our third stage was a full day it was like 18 miles above 10,000 feet and then we just recently did a 60 mile fast pack 
at high elevation through the Tusher Mountains. And the idea was if someone can't complete any of those preparatory stages, then they just don't have a ticket to Highline because there's a lot at stake when you're going that far backcountry and you're packing that light that you can do 20 miles a day. You're just kind of like right on the edge of what's safe and, and doable. So, All right, thank you, Tyler. Moving on to the next man of the crew, we got Brigham here. And uh, Brigham, what do we got going on with Outdoor Vitals? What can we look forward to coming out here in the next few months or so? The first thing that people will probably be able to get their hands on is something we launched on Kickstarter back in the spring. It's called the Ventus Active Hoodie. We should be able to get uh, in people's hands within like the next six, seven weeks. Uh, we're pretty excited about that one. Uh, I think it's one of those things that once people get it in their hands, like literally they take it out of the package or they are handed that, they, they kind of notice something pretty special about it. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh, probably the next thing, kind of big launch that we're doing is another Kickstarter launch of our Coda UL pack. So that's going to be very soon after the Ventus gets in people's hands. We've, we've kind of teased out some stuff on that on our own kind of social channels. There's a lot of crossover between ultralight backpacking and like one bag or minimalist travel. But as a backpacking company, we want to take like what, what we know makes a comfortable pack for backpacking and kind of apply a lot of the same concepts to a travel pack and then really make a travel pack that works excellent for travel, but that somebody actually can just take, you know, off the airplane and go backpacking like right away. So that was the Coda. It's called the Coda UL. UL Ultralight, I imagine. Okay, so one thing we've learned from Tayson over the years is one of his favorite things to do is name products. So how did how did this one come about, the Coda? Naming products is uh, our favorite thing to do, especially mine. But the, the Coda came from, it's a word that Tayson in some other language speaks, but uh, it, it related well to the, the concept of this backpack and that basically it's a coda is city right for those of you who don't know I, I lived in malaysia for a little bit and there's a mountain over there that i really want to go climb and i always had this dream last time we were in vietnam too working on some fabrics and the suppliers we were really near to malaysia and i'm like man what if we just pop down there and hike this mountain right and that kind of that idea has been something that stuck with me and i've wanted to do for a long time and so to me this pack from the very beginning i said this is a pack i want to be able to travel internationally go to business meetings and then immediately go on a backpacking trip and so to me, it was like the trip was to go hike Mount Kota Kinabalu. And so when it came to naming the pack, what I popped in the in the Slack channel was just like, we could name it the, the Kota UL. That would kind of tie into like the original concept of the pack. And then I threw that in there and the next day I came in and like, that's the name. I'm like, what do you mean? Everyone voted on it. All right, <laughs> I guess that's the name, so. Well, and Brigham was saying that it was in some other language. Like, I, I was assuming Klingon, but I guess it, I guess it was some Asian language, Malaysian? That's I Google Translate Klingon. I don't know that one. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Out here in Denver, Outdoor Retailer Show, what, what are some of the highlights or takeaways for Outdoor Vitals? I, I assume you didn't just come out here just to meet me and be on the podcast. That was priority number one. No, Outdoor Retailer is just a, it's a phenomenal event that we love to come to every year. It's something that brings a lot of different people together, but typically we come, we get a lot of design work done. Like for instance, right before we met you, we had a meeting with say Duraflex, you know what I mean? We're, we're going through their newest designs, their newest buckles, stuff like that. So that helps a lot with design work. Um, but then also for those who don't know, anything that we don't make, we're willing to, but we use, we're willing to retail. So in this particular one, with, with everything that's going on in the world right now, it's a lot smaller of a venue and stuff, so, but we've 
we've actually been able to, instead of just going meeting to meeting to meeting like we typically do at OR, um, we've been able to go and have really good conversations with some of the gear users that we use and some of the gear we're really interested in and testing through. So this will end up being something that will get more items onto our website that we don't even make. That, that'll be solid, solid gear. So like one, I'll just kind of tease this one out there. There's a trekking pole company that makes a phenomenal product and we're in the testing and proving concept of that, that that goes forward and whatnot. We've been able to sit down with their their ownership and spend a lot of time with them yesterday going through stuff that's not public knowledge. And so we just get this really high touch experience where we get to resonate with, with that owner, see what they design for, see if it aligns with our brand and then be like, yes, this is the type of product that we want to showcase on our website and, and offer to our audience. Yeah. There's another company that does something similar and they put out a product that was not of their making called the AquaClip. You're not putting that on your website are you i wouldn't say never uh i've used it a little bit now you guys put it on my radar they reached out to us and like hey you need one of these here's like 30 in the mail and so they sent them to us i'm pretty sure i might be the only one on the team that is that has used it but the idea of it is good i can't say that i can convince brigham that he wants to put it on the website but uh i I don't know where to go from there but i i'm not opposed to it and uh it's it's a good little piece. Do you use it, right? You use it? I've used it before, yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. And I will never I use it again. I do have a history with the hot Yeah, and I and I think that so like there's things that I use that I don't like and then I say that and I get a lot of pushback from everyone out there. Oh yeah, there's the Aqua Clip when I said I hated that, nobody pushed back on that. Nobody really? said you're wrong about that. Yeah. No. So I think either people people haven't either either they haven't tried it or they agree. But I, yeah. I, I would describe that as like there's a problem for sure. And like the problem is real, well, not, not, not a problem, but like there's a use for it for sure. The aqua clip solves like 50% of it. So you just, you use it and it's like, it's solving the problem, but there's more to be desired here type of a feeling with the aqua. That's not to knock it. I'm just like, that's, it's not, it's a very not custom piece. So it works in a broad scenario, but not exceptionally well at one thing. Fair enough. Last question. Uh, for Tayson. So you're kind of like a, I don't know, like a YouTube phenom, like your, your face and your beard pop up. Like anytime I'm on YouTube talking about outdoor vitals, did you get anybody here on the plane, wherever that either recognize you or ask for your autograph? Uh, no autographs. I, I'm trying to think this show has been pretty quiet. Uh, these guys, I feel like would recognize more than me. I, I, they kind of blend together cause I'll just get like the, that's a nice beard type of thing. But I don't I don't almost think i've been that i think i've flown pretty incognito all right well we really appreciate you guys partnering with us and we're, we're always rooting for you and uh yeah just keep us posted on all the, the stuff you have coming out and we'll, we'll be updating that midway usa brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices if you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear. 
which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And on the podcast as well. So thanks, guys. 20 miles, was it 20 miles yeah, a day? Yeah, 20 right? miles a day, that man. That seems like insanity. Right. For, fi- for five days they're doing that? Yeah. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, or, yeah like five plus or five and a half, something like that. That's like up your alley. That's like right up your yeah, alley. Yeah, yeah. I don't... <laughs> I don't know that I want like I like doing the higher miles for sure. I don't know what I want like tw- at twenty a day. I don't know how much hangout time you're getting in camp. You know, I think you're pretty. Fi- you're getting zero hangout. Well, yeah, time. I think you're just tired. So any hangout time you do get. Yeah. So I think my my big you're days now fire. would be like the fifteen sixteen. You want to hang out? I think. Do you, are you understanding the value in the hangout? I want the big miles and I want the hangout. I want you both. You want it all. I want it all. You want it all. Jeez. Yeah. I get that. Well, now okay, let's talk about this active hoodie. The um, the active hoodie is that something? Are you are you a hoodie guy? Uh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So he, what did he say? He's, he's like, you're gonna pull it out of the package and be surprised. And so he actually had one on him, and he let me try taste and let me try his on, and it is not what I was expecting. Like so, yeah, they were correct in really? saying yeah. So because it looks like a thick, heavy hoodie, it just looks like you're like, oh, this is gonna be a bulky. I don't want that for backpacking, but it's not. It, it just, right. it looks like that. Um, but when you put it on, it's just, yeah, like super lightweight, but still really warm and yeah, more of the form fitting cut. So it, is it made of that? What do they call it? Dragon wool? They have? No, they have a, a couple different, I don't off off the top of my head. I don't know what it is. I mean, we'll no. probably start promoting okay. it um, in, in yeah. the fifth season. So we'll get more details on that for sure. But yeah, yeah so that was kind of cool that I got to try it on and um, you know, let some of my body, they're just kind of, Stink it up a little bit, so he was he was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, but but yeah, uh, just fun to hang out with the guys and catch up with them. Um, yeah. They've been a partner with us since uh, season two, so the, our oldest partner, mm-hmm. and we just really appreciate them. So that was a yeah. blessing for me to hang out with them, and and awesome. and all th- and I and I didn't I mean I had talked to Taste and I hadn't talked to Tyler or Brigham before, and those guys also super fun to talk to. And you did a great job. You got a lot of good info. So right. Well done. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so our hope is, I think they're going to do another one of these, which is more, I don't know. You're going to see less of the inflatables, and you might see more of the backpacking stuff. They do one in the wintertime, and so we're going to try to do one where you can come out, and we can, we yeah. can kind of travel around together. So this is like a precursor to hopefully a bigger show it. we're going to have in January. So that's that's the yeah. goal, right? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. I'm okay. excited. Yeah. I hope I get to go, yeah. 
So I've got this questionable products trivia coming up where the, I'm gonna talk about some companies that I wasn't quite so sure about right after this. Ooh. We open inside a vast lair. A Nissan Rogue speeds toward a gigantic door, closing fast. Our hero says, I know this seems like your typical narrow escape, but it's not. This is a Nissan sales event ad. The doors inch closer. Will she make it? Determined, she grips the wheel and hits the gas. The turbocharged Rogue squeezes through just as the giant doors clang shut. There's no escaping summer savings during the Nissan Summer Event. Now get 1.9% financing for 36 months on the 2022 Nissan Altima. Availability is limited, so contact your local dealer for inventory information and shop NissanUSA.com. Hurry, before these offers get away. For well-qualified buyers, 1.9% APR financing for 36 months on new 2022 Altima and dealer stock. Example, 36 months financing at $28.60 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary subject to NMAC credit approval and residency restrictions. Dealer contribution may affect price set by dealer. Dealer sets actual price. Contact dealer for details. N7522. So, I've got three companies. I'm just going to tell you the names of the companies, and I want you to tell me if you can figure out what they might sell. Bring it. Okay. Just by the names. Now, if you can't figure it out, I don't think this is a knock on you. This might be more of a knock on the company that it's not <laughs> quite clear. Um, so, so really, this is kind of a low-risk trivia for you. I will not take it personally. Okay. No. And then I'll talk about like what they do and why it's weird. So, first okay. one is called Clean Freak. Clean Freak. Yeah. Clean is spelled okay. with K. I don't know if that matters, but Clean it Freak. It matters a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think? Okay. I feel like they sell like a some outdoor cleaning product, like a like a <laughs> dishwashing soap or like a outdoor like a, like, just a, okay outdoor dishwashing soap for all of our outdoor dishwashers. <laughs> well, some people bring dishes on their trip. Um, okay. you know, you clean a rubber bowl with it. You know, okay. Um, or is it like a like a <laughs> outdoor shower, like a some kind of soap? I, I just okay. keep thinking some kind of soap. Soap's a, cleaning, a good guess. Cleaning thing right right genre right genre it's okay they sell wipes oh like wipes 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 yeah wipes. clean freak yep wipes like body wipes yeah okay so their thing is that huh. <laughs> this is so you t- i'll describe them and you tell me if you agree if you're on my side that this is a ridiculous company okay, okay? this is probably my least favorite one of the whole of them on here uh, i was actually shocked by this company I, th- so they have wipes in single-use packets um, kind of plastic, wrappy sort of packets. Single, single use packets. Single use wipes. Single use wipes. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so like one that. wipe. Okay. Uh, this, now the wipes smell really nice. They use essential oils. Nice. Okay. Everything is biodegradable. No alcohol. Huh. So I assume you can burn it in a fire if you if you're allowed to have a campfire. Okay. No alcohol. Hmm. Um, they're they're body wipes. They're like typically bigger than your average wipe. Yeah. And they sell in packets. Doing the math, it works out to be more than a dollar a wipe hmm. or more than a dollar a pack, which is just one wipe. Hmm. Okay. So what do you think about that? I mean, it's I, I like the fact you can maybe burn them. That's nice. I don't okay. like the individually wrapped thing. I think that's just more trash you're going to have to carry out, right? You said they're plastic. Yeah, so who wrapping. cares if it's biodegradable when you still have to pack out the other the wrapping, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of a downside for me. So, um, I mean, if they were like, I don't know, like 10 in a pack, then then that might be, or five in a pack or something like that. Five would be good. That would yeah. be that would be yeah. ideal because then you could like wash yourself off, burn it, and then, you know, that would last the whole trip pretty much, right? right. So I, I don't know. I, I would say it'd be, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, 
I would not buy it if it's single use like that. That seems like a big okay. waste. But if, it, if they change the packaging, maybe I would try it out. Yeah. I like the essential oil. It smells good and all that. It's great. But I just don't mm. want a lot of extra clutter. I'm trying to keep it light. Yeah. And, and the whole over a dollar wipe thing, I don't, I can't confirm this is true, but that might be the most expensive wipe in the world. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> over think... a dollar a wipe? Are you kidding yeah. me? That's ridiculous. I bought a, a, you know, this is Costco, so it's obviously cheaper, but it was like eight to 10 like full packets of flushable wipes with like a hundred in there mm. each. And it was like 15 bucks. No, no, no. Yeah, but those are like the cheapest. If you cheapest. buy the really nice, the face wipes, they're still a fraction of that price. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's just, I mean, what's a good price for a single wipe? Like yeah. 10 cents? Quarter? Yeah, yeah quarter. Like that, right? the most. So, Clean Freak, uh, you're close enough. I'll give, I'll give you huh. the point on that one. This one, yeah. this one will give you a hint, okay? Woo. This one is has a very okay. clever name um, because they use a pun, kind of a pun in the name. It is a pun. All right. Bug assault. I mean, I like it. I don't, I don't mind the name. I like assaulting bugs. It just seems like a bu- like a bug spray, right? Or maybe it's like a a wristband. I mean, they have all kinds of weird things, right? So a bug spray would be more, would you agree, is more bug defense? Okay. That's fair. This is bug offense. I'm thinking you're right. wearing like this uh, life alert type lanyard with a little thing that's emitting. <laughs> it's like emitting some annoying sub subsonic sound that we can't hear, but they just drives them nuts. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, all right, that's not bad. Um, actually, like the idea. <laughs> like, they ma- they they make one of those that you don't have to wear. You just kind of put on your uh, fuel canister. And yeah, it, like creates a radius. But the bug assault is a shotgun for bugs, and. <laughs> What does it shoot, you might wonder? Salt. Bug huh. assault. That's the pun. So it's wow. heavy. You're not bringing it backpacking. You might bring it camping, but you can literally just fire away with salt at bugs. The The reason why I don't like this one is because it looks like a kid's toy. It's 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 like a heavy item. It looks like a kid's toy. But And one of the first things they told me is this is not for kids. Because <laughs> obviously kids are going to shoot each other in the eyes and then, you know. With salt, yeah, I get that. From there. Yeah. This seems preposterous, so, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm trying to imagine, like, we've been at a campsite before and there's, like, millions of mosquitoes all over right. the place. Like, how am I going right. to go? How am I going to shoot? kill them all. Yeah, you're not going to kill them all. What you got to do, guys, is get that fire going. <laughs> I think that if it was for kids and the kids could, like, actively attack the mosquitoes and it's fun, but... You're not just gonna be like fire, 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 like just like no, like no. in every direction. So, um, so it was it was like a fun idea, but not. Come on, come on, kind of, kind of no, a little. That seems absurd. Uh, yeah, heavy and absurd. Yeah. Our Sorry. last one uh, is called Hydrate Spark. Hydrate Spark. Yeah, what do they make? Jeez. Um, this one, I, yeah, I was not even willing to visit their booth. Really? Oh, gosh. Is yeah. this like a... I, I saw a promo from them prior to the show, and I was like, yeah, I'm not even going Is there. it like a electrolyte type of thing with, with your... Like a like a powder? I don't, I don't, or even, like I don't a, even... Like a tablet. Like a tablet you put under your tongue mm-hmm. or something? I don't mean... I have that, no yeah. idea. Hydrate spark? Is there electricity involved? Uh, sort of. It's huh. a water bottle. You know, we don't have enough of those out there, right? And no, the water no, bottle somehow connects to an app on your phone to monitor what? your hydration. Really? Yeah. Wow. Is that TMI? TMI, I think. TMI. Um, but can yeah. you, can, I'm just thinking, can you, does the app work if you're out in the middle of nowhere? 
I yeah, I don't I didn't visit their booth, but let's assume it does for let's assume it does with Bluetooth. How about that? Okay. Sure. I will share that if I'm ever really struggling with hydration where hydration is a danger and an issue, I'm probably not in my right mind to be using my phone to be tracking it or having that bottle with me. Let's be honest. I'm not even bringing that bottle. It's heavy, heavy bottle. So What's the bottle made of? Is it plastic? I didn't visit the booth. Oh. I don't I don't care. It's probably made of Nalgene. Nalgene. Ooh. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There it you just go. seems like, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if that's a main concern for you, then then maybe uh, maybe maybe like you know people like to monitor throughout the day before they get crazy. You know, maybe they like to like, oh, I'm really hot, I'm feeling a little lightheaded. What's yeah. my hydration? I need a I need a couple of bottles worth of. Water. I mean, maybe they like to do that. So you okay, know, well, okay. So you you're you're for this? No, I didn't say I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm saying there's personalities out there like the maybe some more type A type people that like to have like. You know things in order. I like to know where I'm at. I like to know how much energy I'm burning. Maybe right, you know they right, have their right. Fitbit on. How, how many calories am I burning? How's yeah. my hydration? Like they like all yeah. this stuff. So I could see people liking that. No, for sure, for sure. I'm not, I'm not saying that any of these companies are going to fail by any stretch. You heard it here. So if you're the kind of person that loves that data, like you have spreadsheets, like Derek's describing with your Fitbit, with you know your your miles per hour, with which every piece of data, your sleep mm. data, um, your breathing data, your heart rate, just nonstop monitoring. Yeah. Uh, live in the moment. Maybe maybe get away from the screen a little bit and just enjoy the sound of the birds, the smell of the flowers. That's Hiker Seaman at <laughs> Netscape.net if you have questions or comments about okay. that. So it sounds like we disagree on, on how to... You, you think that... It's not for you, but you think that that's a good company. I could see people buying that. Okay. I'm not saying they're going to crush it, but I, I could see people buying that. Yeah, no, I think that... I'm yeah. not, I, I, I think Bug Assault is killing it with sales as well. So I don't think they're going anywhere really? yeah, soon, but uh, I, I can't speak to Clean Freak. I have to look them up. But I'm not, yeah, I, huh. what do I know? I'm just you know I'm just a consumer that's very judgmental. Clearly so. nothing. If bug if bug assault right. is work killing it, you know. So there you go, my friend. I, wow. I don't know how to pass you. I was gonna pass you because you agreed with me, but then you then you stopped agreeing with me. So maybe I'll just, I'll just you just failed. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic fail. Automatic fail. Okay, so I've got a couple. Wow tidbits here tidbit yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah we got a new episode bonus episode for mm. patreon coming out this week and yep so we've got a uh yeah we're gonna be we got a couple months within the next couple months we're gonna start be putting together a springtime trip for patreon we're gonna try to get that locked in early for those that have been supporting so if you want to join for either the bonus episodes yep. or a potential future trip uh, now is a great time, and like I said, bonus episode coming out mm-hmm. this week. So, I okay, one more tidbit, um, kind of a bigger tidbit because on our last trip, one of our guys, Eric, had these sandals, flip flops, whatever you want to call them, these these Olokai's sandals, and yeah. he's like, these are the best. And I said, why? And he said, popular just, brand, bro. Yeah, is yeah. it popular? What do you know about it? It is out here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people, Just, I mean, a lot of guys wear them. Um, I mean, you know, this is like beach country, so a lot of guys are wearing like reef sandals, Olakai sandals. There's like an Olakai store. Oh, really? Okay. My, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I'm not always on the, the front edge of trends for sure, but... Clearly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I got a pair and I just for, you know, recovery after 
trail runs, after backpacking trips. Yeah. Eric, like I said, brought right. him on the trip, and I'm sold, man. These things are good. These are legit. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a combination of, like, like I like the firm sandals with the padding. I want both. I don't want the super squish. And you got high maintenance, aren't you? Yeah, I think I get more that way as I get older, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, not as much as you, but yeah. You've kind of always been high maintenance. Have I? I mean, I haven't talked about, what was the other thing you wanted everything of earlier in the episode? There was a couple things. So Something that I wanted everything of. What is it? Yeah, you wanted, uh, we talked about you wanted this and you wanted that, and we were like, you want it all. What was that? I'm trying to remember Mm. now. I can't remember. It's early in the episode. Yeah, you're good. People, People will know. I'm going to give you A plus at keeping us on point right here for our Olokai review. So thank you for that. A lot of grading going on. Like, like I'm in school all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you, you, would wear, you are going to wear them regularly. These, these have a good balance between the squish and the firmness on the bottom. Mm. So they make my feet happy. And I've actually been wearing them around frequently. They're kind of my go-to. And I, I'm not nice. a guy that brings these on backpacking trips, but I'm strongly considering bringing them on the next trip so huh. i don't know do you right. bring do you, you don't bring flip-flops do you where do you bring i did for okay. a while yeah um i might bring them on the next trip if i can yeah depends on the weather okay gotcha. slippers or, or sandals it's gonna be one of the two yeah you're more of a slippers guy for sure on the trip because yeah you just want to be you're kind of a lounger right well i like to relax once uh, a hard day <laughs> of hiking is done you know for sure so I think so. These, if you're somebody who likes to bring sandals, the flip flops. If you don't live in a beachy zone like Derek does, so you're unfamiliar with this brand, I think this is worth checking out. And this is my first five out of five star review. I'm gonna give them uh, five cush pads out of five. Five cush yeah. pads out of five. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good for that. There you go. Something we're checking out. That's I'll, we'll have a link in our show description if you wanna if you wanna you know. See what they're all about. I'll have the Check one. Out. I'll have the link for the one that that, that I tried out. So, yeah, the okay. model. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. they're good. They're, okay, that my yeah. friend is all I got. Uh, that's it for me. Um, we will see you guys in a few. Check check us out um on Patreon and uh, subscribe if you think that's something you guys want to do. We'd love to have you. Also, shoot us a review on the Apple or wherever you do your podcast. Um, if you guys need some Crocs, Carl's got Olakai, so he can give you his old Crocs. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a new there's a new um, product on the line. It's called. Uh, it's just it's really just simple. It's really just Carl's bo bottled up. It's called Bro Assault, and uh, it's selling out like hotcakes. We open inside a vast lair. A Nissan Rogue speeds toward a gigantic door, closing fast. Our hero says, I know this seems like your typical narrow escape, but it's not. This is a Nissan sales event ad. The doors inch closer. Will she make it? Determined, she grips the wheel and hits the gas. The turbocharged rogue squeezes through just as the giant doors clang shut. There's no escaping summer savings during the Nissan Summer Event. Now get 1.9% financing for 36 months on the 2022 Nissan Altima. Availability is limited, so contact your local dealer for inventory information and shop NissanUSA.com. Hurry, before these offers get away. 
For well-qualified buyers, 1.9% APR financing for 36 months on new 2022 Altima and dealer stock. Example, 36 months financing at $28.60 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary, subject to in-mac credit approval and residency restrictions. Dealer contribution may affect price set by dealer. Dealer sets actual price. Contact dealer for details. N7522. We open inside a vast lair. A Nissan Rogue speeds toward a gigantic door, closing fast. Our hero says, I know this seems like your typical narrow escape, but it's not. This is a Nissan sales event ad. The doors inch closer. Will she make it? Determined, she grips the wheel and hits the gas. The turbocharged Rogue squeezes through just as the giant doors clang shut. There's no escaping summer savings during the Nissan Summer Event. Now get 1.9% financing for 36 months on the 2022 Nissan Altima. Availability is limited, so contact your local dealer for inventory information and shop NissanUSA.com. Hurry, before these offers get away. For well-qualified buyers, 1.9% APR financing for 36 months on new 2022 Altima and dealer stock. Example, 36 months financing at $28.60 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary, subject to in-mac credit approval and residency restrictions. Dealer contribution may affect price set by dealer. Dealer sets actual price. Contact dealer for details. N7522. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. Oh my God! Every once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.